Sunday, October the 30th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Great. We're in Psalm um, 23, and uh, we have been all year. All, all year? Feels like all year, doesn't it? And what I'd love us to do this morning is to discover either for the first time or to discover afresh that God's word is alive to us in a very personal way. In the, in the Middle Ages, uh, there was a, a guy named Tyndale. And Tyndale believed that the Bible should be translated into ordinary, everyday language so that in his world, the plowman in the field could read and understand. It was a revolutionary idea for the church because the Bible had always been in Latin and therefore it was only the clergy and the educated people, so-called, that were able to interpret the Bible for the masses. And he believed with all his heart, what we would believe is at the heart of the Scriptures, is that it's given to everybody as the life-giving Word of God. When I was at... uh, so, so he, so Tyndale, translated the Bible into the vernacular of the day in order that ordinary people, as he would describe it, the plowman in the field, could pick up the Bible, read it and understand it, and be touched by its power. And uh, there were only a couple of those original Bibles left, and we had one of those uh, 20, 30 odd years ago at Bristol Baptist College, where I was for, uh, we were for three years. And in, in that sequence of, um, uh, of, of time that we spent at, at Bristol, uh, I was on the general committee and we were making a decision as to what to do with this Bible that has global significance. And it was kind of tucked away in a big, a big kind of safe. Uh, but we, we didn't have ways of keeping it at the right temperature and all the stuff you would expect of uh, uh, museums and so on. So we made a decision to sell it to the British Museum. And uh, it's hard to price those things, isn't it? Because you can't find them on eBay or see what Argos is selling them at and make a bit of a cut. So we just went, well, how about a million quid? And they went, yes, okay. And they gave us a million quid. And they came and collected this Bible. The college was empty. We were living there, but it was holiday time. And I thought they were going to come with their big securical van and their kind of handcuffs and, and chain it all up. But they came with um, with a Sainsbury's bag and popped it in and jumped on the train with it and said, no one will know what's in this bag. And of course they didn't, and they took it to the British Museum. The power of the Bible coming alive to us And for a number of years, we've had this discipline, this tool, this way of reading the Bible 
to help us uncover its truth and to learn what it is for God to speak directly from it. It's very easy, even in our quiet times, isn't it, to read a bit of the Bible, or if we're rushed, to read just the key verse, and then to read someone else's notes about it. And in that sense, to be more passive than we need to be, or we can be, or we should be. And so this tool of SOAP, Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer is just a very simple way of us putting everything else aside, being in God's presence and saying, Lord, I'm asking you, I'm inviting you to speak to me directly, straightforwardly from your word. And that's what we're going to share in this morning, just in a few moments. This journey of soap that perhaps a number of us are doing in our our daily everyday lives, perhaps we did it for a season and and have stopped doing it and moved on to something else and just being reminded to come back. But as part of our our kind of journey through the year, we want to circle back to this particular uh, tool because we believe that it's so important for us to never forget that as we open up God's word, it speaks to us and comes alive to us. So I'd love you to be able to see a copy of Psalm 23 if you can. There are some Bibles floating about on the tables. Many of us have got them on our smartphones, on our iPads, or wherever or, or wherever they, they are. And I will read Psalm 23 in a couple of different versions. And you may find it helpful to follow in the version that you've got. It'll say slightly different things, but it's... a a way of us, we know that language is um, not always as re- you use one word when perhaps several words would give a different perspective uh, on it. So I, I'm going to read a couple of versions of Psalm 23. And then I'm going to invite you to go back to Psalm 23. Very simply, what's the word, the phrase, or the sentence that catches your attention. That's it. No more complicated. No more overthinking necessary. What's the word, the phrase, or the sentence that today catches your attention on Sunday the 30th of October? Over the years, it might have been different things. But what about today? Here's Psalm 23 then, in a different Version. Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. He tracks, his tracks take me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the right path and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me. For you already have 
Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You became my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my cup overflows. So why would I fear the future? Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Another version. God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You've bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid when you walk at my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. And to the familiar words, the Lord is my shepherd, I'll lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What's the word, the phrase, the sentence, the idea that captures your attention this morning? Let's be quiet for a few moments. And then again, either on your, on your notes or your phone or whatever, or on the piece of paper and pens in front of you, just write that at the top of the page. The, the verse, the thought, the idea, the word that, that captures your attention. And you know the beauty of what you're about to write is that you can't get it wrong. You can't be wrong with what you write down. You don't need to copy the person next to you because you can't be wrong. 
And what, what I'd love you to do around your table is to say what it is that's caught your attention. And there's two things that are true. Number one, you can't be wrong. Okay, this is what's caught your attention. So there's no, there's no mistake. You can say it with a sense of boldness and confidence because that's what's caught your attention. The second thing is, I promise you, just speaking it out will encourage other people around your table. Promise. It'll do that. It's just what it does. It's just how God's word works. Go for it. Okay, just a moment, so make sure everyone's spoken, please.
Okay, let's be really quiet together. Let's, uh, let's be really quiet. And just a, a couple of moments as we move from scripture to observation. What, what do we observe? Just in the quietness before God, a very simple question. Why do you think that verse, that phrase, or that idea caught your attention this morning? So you're asking that question of yourself, but you're asking it in God's presence. You're asking God, help me see what, what, what are you, what, what are you up to? What, why did that catch my attention today? What is it? Just, just settle in for a moment or two with that. And remember that in this moment, as we lean into God's Holy Spirit, Things that come into your mind are part of the story. Pictures, impressions, thoughts, ideas, verses, people are all ways in which God might be speaking in this moment. So why did that verse, that idea, grab your attention this morning? And then write it down. Do the best that you can right now to take what's in your head and put it down on paper because that takes it from being nebulous to being more precise. It takes it from being the realm of fleetingness to saying, oh, there's something going on here that I'm taking hold of. Try writing it down. And in, in that writing it down, you're kind of trying to pin it down to say, I'm listening, I'm taking seriously. What I, what I believe you're getting my attention about. Now, you might not all want to do this, and it might not even be appropriate for you to do this, but maybe maybe just a couple of you on each table, just share your observation, what it, what it is, what it, what it might be, what's God getting your attention about. Because as we hear that in one another, it helps us understand it and see it for ourselves. It helps. We're, we're all learning together. We're all on a journey of learning to hear God speak, learning to understand what he's saying to us through his word. And when we see that and hear that in others, it, it helps and encourages us. So perhaps just uh, one or two examples on each table would be really great if you've got something that you can share. Go do that now.
it would be uh, really great just to have a couple of examples that uh, that we could share with the with the whole group as illustrative. It's not prescriptive. God speaks to each of us in different ways, but illustrative of that scripture observation. Who's up for that? Yeah, Barney, come on. Do it there if you like. I'll come out the front. Um, so the verse that stuck out to me um, was in the first translation, um, verse three, and the second part where it says, "He opens before me the right path and leads me along in His footsteps of righteousness, so that I can bring honour to His name." And um, sort of the picture that I used to explain it really is, um, as I was just saying just now, is you know when you're um, you're on holiday or camping or something, you go walking through some woodland or in the countryside and you're not sure of the correct footpath, it's not marked, and um, you find yourself wandering down the, the wrong route in the woodlands and then um, you find yourself in the middle of kind of a dead end and um, in a whole bunch of bushes and then you realise that actually the other path that you could have gone down was the right path and you can kind of see it's over there in between where you are and the right path, there's a whole bunch of bushes and mess. And to get back to the right path, you have to go through a whole bunch of um, trouble and mess to get back to the right path. So, um, just thinking that of that as my role as a as a husband and a father, of just walking with God and continually asking Him to open up the right path, so that it's obvious and you don't have these uh, false starts and wandering into dead ends so that you can bring honour to his name. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Really helpful observation about how you can see that God's bringing a particular verse and beginning to help you understand, helping Barney understand why that matters, why that's important. As we get to the application bit, then Barney can lean into, okay, what's he going to do about that? What change will he make? What response will he make in the light of what God's saying? Great. One more. Hi, I'm Simon. Darren, pleased to meet you. That's my first time here. Um, Nathan invited me. Um, For me, it was, I fear no evil, because for me, my past has been, I suppose, if I'm being honest, that, exactly that. And so I've been used to that, living in the dark, being around that. So I think God is, is telling me that, listen, there's nothing to fear being in the light. You know, that's where you should be. That's where I want you to be. And I think for me, that's that's the journey that I'm on, that I'm trying to understand that and feel comfortable being in the light and not feeling, oh, I'm safer in the dark. That's what I'm used to, so I might as well stay there. So for me, that's what I have to do. Um, I'm early in my faith, um, and, you know, I'm learning all the time, but I know sometimes my fear, my anxiety will pull me backwards mm-hmm. and put me back where I feel more comfortable. So that's, that's my point. Brilliant. Great. Thank you so much. Another great example of how what God's saying in his word begins to connect with who we are. And as we begin to hear what God is saying, 
We need to move it into the, so what am I going to do about it? What does it mean for Barney to be on the right path or to move from the path that he's on to the path that he can see? And in the same way that God has begun to speak to him about uh, the scripture and observation, God will speak to him about the application. Same way Darren's talking about, I, I need to live in the light and not allow the fear of uh, the, the darkness, that, that belief that I've lived with, that the darkness is safer. How, how do I make sure I step into that every day? It's not one big step, is it? You'll know, I'm sure. It's daily steps into, I'm stepping into the light. I'm stepping out of, out of fear. So let's just move a little bit more into the application. So what? So what? This is what God is saying. So what? What is God saying and what am I going to do about it? That's the key question for us to drill into. Just be quiet for a moment. Just be quiet for a moment. As God has spoken, What's our response? What are we going to do about it? And in the same way, thoughts and ideas and perhaps people or situations or actions come to mind. We, we do this in God's presence. And so we're asking, Lord, just help us. Just help us. Help us to understand what it is you're asking. What's my response to this right now? And then try and write it down. The writing down is so important. The, the books of remembrance that the scriptures talk about is taking, taking what's in my head and swirling around and, and giving it voice and uh, establishing it, getting it from the realm of vagueness into the, uh, the realm of precision. Try writing it down. And now as many of you that want to around your table, just share what that application is. What a, and the application might simply be, I've got to go away and think about that. Or perhaps more significantly, I'm going to go away and talk to someone about that. Makes it a bit more concrete sometimes than just thinking about it. Or there's something I'm going to do. What's the so what? What is God saying? And what am I going to do about it? Share that around your table. That would be a beautiful thing. And we're just bringing our time to a close very soon.
I wonder if um, the musicians can come, but as they do that, has someone got an application that they are able to share? Again, illustrative of the way uh, that the whole journey of soap works. Um, so I um, noticed at the beginning of the song, the psalmist talks about um, Jesus leading us, or God leading us. And at the end of the psalm, it talks about goodness and love following us. Um, so my observation was, you lead me and you follow me. You hem me in, you're before me and you're behind me. Um, and my application of that was, don't be so concerned about where God is leading that I miss where he's pursuing. Mm-hmm me. Brilliant. Great. Thank you so much. Anyone with another application on the tip of their tongue? Okay, let's stand together. Stand together with our applications, with what we've got. And as uh, Simone uh, leads us, we invite the Holy Spirit to take what is our sense of what God is saying and to lead us as uh, Sai was just saying, as he leads us and the beauty of what follows us, he pursues us as well as leads us. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here.